Welcome to Talking Giants presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, And we've got ourselves a preview of the New York Giants hosting the 11-1 Philadelphia Eagles. And let me tell you, my friends, they are not 11-1 on accident. This team is really, really good. You know, when you go through your... You know that they're really good. And then when you do your prep, whether it's going through numbers and watching the film, it's like, man, like, they are just kind of doing almost everything well right now, Justin. Hey, Bobby Skinner. Uh, this is one of those game previews where I'm telling myself, you know, get ready for this game and get excited for this game. Not because if you feel like you got a shot to win, but because, hey, there's only 17 Giants games that you get to celebrate, that you get to enjoy every year. Um, this is one of nine home games, which I have a I'm in a big deliberation with myself, which we're going to talk about with Danny when he talks about the weather. Um Enjoy this Giants game because there's very few of them that happen every year. But besides that, not feeling too great, man. Yeah, I mean, this this team, we're going to go through it all in this preview. But from like top to bottom, they're good. And even like what people would say is their weakness really isn't all that weak. Um, you know, we're, we'll we're going to give you a path to victory. That's what we always do. But this is going to be a game where you're going to need some breaks to go your way. Um, and guys are going to like... Like we can't we can't have down games from certain players, you know, who play no. certain you know at at major spots, you know. Like we need the pass game to be efficient, we need the run game to be efficient, and we need the defense to cause havoc, you know, not just play a decent game, but like cause havoc and get and put points. Essentially, we need the defense to put points on the board for this to be a Giants win. But um, what what do you want to start with? I, I was thinking we start with their offense or just or path to victory stuff. Uh, let's let's do let's do path to victory stuff. Uh, I'm gonna ask you a question because my path to victory and what I'm thinking is the Giants basically almost have to replicate what the Commanders did uh, on that on that uh prime time. I think it was a Thursday night game, prime time Thursday night game where the Commander no Monday night. I'm sorry, Monday it was, night. A, it was a Monday night game. Uh, the prime time Monday night game where the Commanders kind of just play time of possession. Ran the ball, had these long, long drives. I mean, you know, my my theory around thinking that is that the Eagles are top 10 in the league in the least amount of yards per drive and points per drive, but they have the ninth highest average time of possession in the league. That's the Eagles' defense. Eagles have the third least explosive pass plays allowed. That's great because the Giants don't do that anyway. And the Eagles have allowed the 12th most runs of five-plus yards this year. So that makes me think that, hey— Saquon's got to be efficient, you know, even if the explosive Saquon Barkley isn't here and he can't break off these runs of 20 plus yards because he hasn't done that since the first half of the season. 
we at least got to get this running game going. This Giants offense has shown through the first half of the year that they can have drives where they run a lot of plays and they can punch it in and punch it in and score seven. So that's my path to victory. It's kind of boring. It's very hard to do in today's NFL running a lot of plays. Is that the Giants' path to victory, basically replicating the Commanders' game, Bobby Skinner? I don't think so, because I don't know if we can count on that. Yeah, you know, it's with, tough, with, it's with, tough with, to do. With, with the way Saquon has been playing the last five weeks, and now he's on the injury port with the neck injury. I don't know if you can count on that. And you look at it, it's like the command, It's not like the Commanders ran the ball well in that game. They didn't really run good at all. They averaged 3.1 yards a pop. That's really bad, but how did they end up scoring points? Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin went off that game and created big plays. Um and it's like, do we have that? Because with if you put, I think if you put Darius Slayton on the Commanders for that game and take off Terry McLaurin, I don't think the Commanders win that game. Um, so I do think you you can't like if Saquon's efficient, hell yeah, hell yeah. But I don't think at this point, like there's enough of a sample size the last five weeks to bet on that with our the way right. our offensive line run blocks, the way teams are going to play us. I don't know if you can bet on that. So I don't I think really. For my, my my path to victory is kind of led through Wink Martindale. Like what, like like Wink Mart. I think this will have to be a game. You know, we're not going to win this game thirty three thirty. Like if they win this game, it's going to be like a twenty to seventeen type game. Yeah, and really, you know, more, more than winning or losing, because my focus is my focus is very much on the Sunday night football matchup against the Commanders. By the way, we didn't we didn't did we? I don't even know if that was announced when we did Wednesday's uh, mailbag. It was announced, but we didn't talk about it. Ah, crap. Well, we should have. It was well, announced we while I was in New Jersey. How about that? We should have. Well, regardless, we're going to talk about it on next week's mailbag, had it, you know, going into the Commanders game. But I think it's kind of cool that the Giants-Commanders game is flexed to Sunday Night Football. I don't care what Daniel Jones's record is in primetime. I don't care what Saquon Barkley's record is in primetime. Um, it's cool that the Giants have a meaningful December game uh, that's basically going to feel like a playoff game, and it's going to be on national television. I don't care Let's what just hope it's are. not like the last time we were flexing Sunday Night Football and Daniel Jones got hurt and James Bradbury got COVID yeah. Yeah. and Jason Garrett got COVID. That wasn't so bad. Um <laughs> And it's, yeah, so let's hope. But, it, but hope, anyway, hope, but but anyway, like my 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 point being is that we had my Julian brain, Love as cornerback one in that game. Yeah, my my brain isn't really on like can we win this Eagles game. My brain is on you know how can we win this Washington game. But what I am looking forward in this game is basically looking at like the foundation of our team, which right now all the guys that are basically healthy for this Giants team, they're on like that defensive side of the ball, and especially like our front seven and our front four. Aziz Ojolari, Leonard Williams, who was on, who didn't practice on Thursday, but I think he'll play. Uh, Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon Thibodeau. Those four guys who had a pretty solid game this past Sunday against the Commanders at home, I want to see if against a very, very, very good Eagles offensive line, if they can repeat that performance, and also if Wink Martindale can have a repeat performance of also having a lot of untouched pressures based on derived from scheme. Let's talk about their offense, though. Let's let's get into the nitty-gritty of the Philadelphia Eagles. They are the number two scoring offense in the NFL, and they essentially do everything well right now. They're the number one rush, they're the number five total rushing offense in the NFL. That's really good, right? Like they're a better, you know, overall rushing offense than the Giants, who were like number one earlier in the year. And Jalen Hurts, while they, you know, is averaging 8.2 yards per attempt. That's second highest in the NFL, only to Tua Tagalavoya. A Jalen word? Hurts, huh? A word? A word. Jalen Hurts is, yeah, the two Alabama guys that were under Brian Dable. 
Uh, Jalen Hurts is completing 68% of his passes, 245 yards per game, 20 touchdowns and three interceptions, and then adding 50 uh, yards on the game with the ground, plus nine rushing touchdowns. Let's talk about Jalen Hurts in their passing game because right now it's basically running through two players and that is AJ Brown and Devontae Smith since Dallas Goddard got hurt both have 61 catches uh Justin but I think the way that both are used and both should be played I mean they're basically you know yin and yang for wide receivers where AJ Brown I don't see him get having a typical game versus us like if he's gonna have to beat us I really think it's gonna have to be beating beating us deep um you know, and Jalen Hurts is really not throwing the ball deep a lot. They're just converting essentially everything they throw. Like he's he's throwing the ball deep nine percent of the time. That's like the same as Daniel Jones in twenty twenty. Um, but they are throwing a touchdown every single four times. You know, every four times that they do it, and AJ Brown has gotten five of those nine touchdowns. So they will throw the ball up to AJ Brown and then just convert. But I think the way you play AJ Brown is. You got to get up close on him and you got to play in. Don't let him get in breakers. You let him get in breakers versus press man. He will get you and play inside leverage and force him towards the sideline and force Jalen Hurts to throw the ball accurately outside the numbers and man coverage. Cause even, you know, on those quick ones and then just like, Hey, like you kind of have to dare them to beat you deep uh, with AJ Brown. Because if you don't, if you play AJ Brown scared, well, that's when he'll, they'll start getting you with the quick game. They'll give him speed out. So involve him in the RPO, the free releases. Um, and then they'll lull you in and then throw the ball over the top on you and they'll, and they'll still win one-on-one because he doesn't need separation to win one-on-one. So I kind of think the way to play AJ Brown is to dare them to like keep, keep throwing that ball deep. Like, yeah, well, you know, if we give up one, maybe two, but that's the way you're going to have to beat it. You're going to have to keep beating us deep, AJ Brown. Yeah, I was really uh I was really happy to see that Adore Jackson was able to detail how good of a player AJ Brown is, you know, cuz they were they were teammates together against Tennessee. I'm excited to see Fabian Moreau go up against him instead of Adore Jackson. Yeah, so that's the main thing. We're odds are I actually think this would be a game where they wouldn't put Adore on AJ Brown though. Really? They put him on Devontae? I think they would. So, uh, F- Fabian Moreau on AJ Brown. Kind of the same way we played the C- the Seahawks. You know, Fabian okay. Moreau on DK and then Adore on Lockett. The only thing that I guess Fabian Moreau is one of our best corners in terms of playing the football. Like he's he's super physical. Like and he, that's you know, where gets, AJ Brown beats you at the point of attack. You yeah. know, if you play if and now some teams have play, because they're afraid of AJ Brown beating them deep, they play off. That's that's the like. This is a game where Wink's got to be Wink. Like he's got to he's got to wink at the f up, if you know what I mean. And if they beat you, the better team won. But this is a game where you got to. I mean, you got to. We'll talk about it all. But I want to talk about specifically water shoes right now. This is where it's like you got to dare them to beat. Uh, like you know, we you bring the party to them this week. Do not let because if you sit back, they'll just AJ Brown quick out, AJ Brown slant, AJ Brown screen, and then they'll still end up beating you over the top yeah. with them too. So this is a game where you got to play them tough. Yeah. A.J. Brown is still one of the best receivers in the NFL at yards after the catch and yards after the catch over expectation. You're going with the mentality of, I'd rather be aggressive and lose that way versus play conservative, get dinked and dunked, and then lose that way, right? With the way the Giants' personnel is, absolutely. Yeah. I I'd and agree. Devon, see, so here's where who worries me more. And this is what I think the Giants, like, this is why the Jaguars worry me a little bit. It's like, the teams that have two receivers are the ones that worry me the most. And yeah. Devontae Smith, 
as good as the season AJ Brown is having, obviously much better than Devon. He's having a better season than Devonte. Devonte's got the same amount of catches, but on a higher catch rate. But he has you know two hundred forty less yards. Devon, we I mean we all know Devonte Smith. We were just evaluating him in the draft. We played him a couple times last year. Very shift, and now he's getting number two cornerback treatment. I think you do, you kind of you don't just line up and double team Devonte Smith. But when you're running your blitzes and your pressures, like I am, I am because Devonte is going to beat you with those quick subtleties and double moves. You know where AJ Brown is just kind of going to be better than you and bigger and stronger, and also does every like the, the little things well too. But that's the way Devonte Smith. Like when you're running those blitzes, you send someone to play inside leverage on him, and you get your corner playing outside leverage. Um, you know, I know Wink doesn't like to bracket, but like on, on the shorter stuff because they're not going to they're not going to throw the ball too deep to Devonte Smith. So it's like on just the underneath stuff, like kind of have some extra paid attention uh, to Devontae Smith. Like, because I think Devontae Smith is the one who can move the chains and be a real issue. Obviously, A.J. Brown can too, but I kind of think you just got to live with that because A.J. Brown will go up and, and beat your really good coverage. Dude, it's it's so crazy. I'm sitting here just thinking of how how the Eagles have – constructed their team while making some mistakes too like they they've made some mistakes too I mean taking Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson you know but they're still they still have an O-line that Giants fans would die for and they have wide wide receivers that Giants fans would die for too what is the what's the weakest part of this offense who is the weakest player on this offense Bobby Their right guard, <laughs> which is what, what? No, Landon Dickerson's the left guard, right? Yeah, I, I forget his name, but it's like the the other like Malata's not having the best year, but it's like he's still a solid left tackle. Yeah, Lane Johnson's probably the best right tackle in the football right now. Jason Kelsey's amazing. Landon Dickerson's playing great. Um, now with that, here's the thing: where their offense isn't going to be as good though is without Dallas Goddard, they have not gotten any tight end uh, production since he left. Like, uh, you know, Jack Stahl and Grant uh, Calcaterra from SMU, mm-hmm. uh, they're not putting up production, and they don't get the running backs really involved in the receiving game. Like, the the only time they get the running backs super involved in the receiving game is, like, Kenny Gainwell, and those are usually, like, design things. They're not, like, getting him, you know, check downs and stuff. So it's kind of like you stop those two guys. Now, it's really freaking hard to stop those two guys, and Jalen Hurst does not make mistakes right now. Like, he plays mis- essentially mistake-free football. So... But the way I, it's, you have to beat them is here's where the way that you can win versus this Eagles offense. When Jalen Hurts is pressured, he is completing 43% of his passes. Now, they have a great offensive line. Again, I think you got to blitz the piss out of them. Like, like you got to throw look after look after look at them and just confuse what they're doing. Take away the RPOs with that. Like I, I would, I would be just constantly bringing the fight to them, down in, down out, like down in, down out, and essentially you kind of got to live off. Like maybe you get an interception. I would not bet on that for a guy who has three right now in the season, and the Giants had the least amount out of all defenses. But fumbles, like he's fumbled the ball nine times. The other play, like they've had seventeen fumbles yeah. this year. And I mean, like, you can uh, easily have like you can easily have tip passes. I mean, we saw that against Dallas where we're like, oh, the Giants only have two interceptions on the season. Then they have two against Dallas that you know, that Thanksgiving game, um, you know, and, it, and so and, you and never know what can to, happen. They went to some more two high coverages too, which, you know, most of their interceptions have come from that. And so as good as the Eagles offensive line is, they aren't great. Um, like they're, they're 24th best at sack rate in the NFL, which is because Jalen Hurts, 
plays mistake free football and sometimes that leads to some sacks uh you know because he's not gonna he's gonna be safe with the ball so i think you got this has to be like a four or five sack game you force a fumble um and then obviously we'll talk about the offensive end but just taking advantage of every opportunity um but essentially like get a fumble get him off platform um because you know they're he's they're he's not like great like they're he's just super safe with the ball and he completes basically everything um so you got to force those turnovers you know like you know like it's weird going to a game like saying you got to force fumbles but this hat that's that has to be a point of emphasis coaching wise this week of like you got to go for the ball go for the ball i'll be go for the ball weather on them weather may be bad which we'll talk about that with danny but which again and so i think it's, it's this is a game where it's like wink martindale has to go balls to the wall. I am coming. I'm coming after you. I'm yeah, coming I after I mean, you. I'm the... throwing confusing looks at you. I'm going to trust that Fabian Moreau can hold off A.J. Brown a little bit. And I'm never going to give clean looks to Devontae Smith. I'm never going to let you sit back in the pocket and let Devontae Smith beat me on a 15-yard end. I'm, I'm never going to let I'm, – I'm not going to let my corners lose that way. Make the strength even more of a strength, which the strength of this defense is the front four right now. Help them out by – Getting home by helping them out, helping them out with blitzes. You know, get some un, you know get the untouched pressures were really, I think the big difference maker in some of those plays last week, like the Kayvon Thibodeau, what should have been a strip sack. <laughs> you know, uh, Taylor Heineke got hit by a free rusher, um, and that was Kayvon Thibodeau. So if you can force some of those, that's awesome, and that could change the drive, and it can even change the game if you get a turnover. So why not? Now, here's the other issue. We just talked about the passing game, how good it is. Well, there gets with their number five rushing offense in the NFL. And this team just makes plays when they're most important. Like, they run the fifth most fourth down attempts this year. They're number two in the NFL converting them. You know, they've converted 18 out of 24 attempts. They are number two in the red zone. They are fourth on third down uh, percentage. And they, they just have 23 rushing. They have 23 rushing touchdowns, Justin. That's four most four more than second place. Um Obviously, Hertz is leading on 50 rushing yards per game. Miles Sanders is averaging 4.9 yards per carry. Uh, that's where it's like we talked about all these ways that maybe you can muck stuff up for Jalen Hurts. It could not matter because they can just run the ball really well. And they they can run just running straight up zone. They'll throw a misdirection at you, and they'll put Jalen Hurts right you know right up the gut on you. They'll, their QB draw game is good. Like The run game is obviously uh, really good for them, too. Yeah, maybe this could be even a point to transition us to our offense and their defense, but this is a game where I feel like if we get behind 7 to nothing, 10 nothing, like say goodbye at that point. Like this is a game where the Giants we cannot be in the middle towards the latter part of the second quarter and be down by more than one score. Because if it is, I feel like it's over just because that's the formula of what the you know the way that the Giants are built is by getting ahead than running with Saquon Barkley. They could not do that against the Commanders, but this is the way that the Eagles are built. Remember, there was a certain point in like the first part of the season where they didn't score a second half touchdowns because they didn't need to. Because then you just run the ball the second half because he built up such an insane first half lead by being efficient passing wise. So don't get down early. Yeah, I think you kind of like you have to almost duplicate what you did versus the Cowboys in the first half on Thanksgiving and then don't blow it. Um, (laughs) You know, Uh, so let's talk about our offense versus their defense. They are the number eight scoring defense, but they're number two in yards. Uh, 
Once again, we are playing the number one passing defense in the NFL. This is the second time in three weeks we're playing the number one passing defense in the NFL. They've they've surpassed the Cowboys as that. Um, they have so our leading sack getter this year is Dexter Lawrence with six. Justin, they have five guys who are six or above there. Oh, um, like they have a rotation of D linemen who who make you work. Um, second most sacks in the NFL with forty two, only to the Dallas Cowboys, but they have the most interceptions with fifteen. Um, they just execute what they do really well. Like their defense is not some super. Con- they do some things. They'll throw some things at you, but it's like they have those two good corners and James Bradbury and Darius Slay, and then they have guys who get after get after it up front. Um, you know they are the number seventeen rushing defense, but I don't look at I don't watch their rushing defense on film and look at it as, as really horrible. Like I think they're not great, but they're not horrible either. And with the guys they have up front versus our interior, like I'm not going into this game being like this is a game where you got to rush the ball a ton of a ton of times. No, we just need Saquon Barkley to be efficient in this game. Like we don't need him to have 28, 29 carries. If he does and that works, hell yeah. But I don't think this is a game where you go into it thinking that's what you're gonna do. Like Daniel Jones has to kind of win this game on offense. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we're we're underdogs. It's not likely, but this is a game where Dan like DJ's got us. You know, kind of put the team on his back a little bit, which again, with this, with and, and Saquon be efficient. Yeah, that's a tough ask, putting that on Daniel Jones against the best pass defense in the NFL. But we're going to get back to analyzing the game. But what's an easy ask to upgrade your game day experience is by going to the Candle Wick Diner. They're located a mile up the road from MetLife Stadium. It's a perfect spot for a pregame breakfast or a postgame dinner slash drinks. And, fun fact, I love that we're rolling out this deal uh, with the Candlewick Diner with kind of like a little bit of a promotional deal until the end of the year. So, until the end of this month, you can go to the Candlewick Diner on Sunday game days, and if you mention Talking Giants, you get a free dessert. They have a full-service bar, in-house bakery, and free delivery. They have an extensive menu from breakfast, burgers, to steaks, and pasta, and that's a spot that's also frequently visited by Giants players. Check out the Candlewick Diner in East Roller from New Jersey for all your diner favorites, and like I said, mention Talk of Giants on game days, and you will get a free dessert. Check out the Candlewick Diner. You'll be glad you did. Yeah, so Bobby, like I, like I said, it's, it, it's just tough. It's tough that, you know, but I mean, here's the thing. So you're saying it's on. You're saying, oh, we got to put the game on Daniel Jones's shoulders. I d- that doesn't mean throwing the ball 35, 40 times. It means Daniel Jones just has to play great. All right. So how do you? So again, how do we define that? Are are we gonna be? Is this a game where again we're gonna be calling from a drop back passing, or is this a game where we're expecting more rollouts, boots, et cetera, et cetera, scheme driven stuff? I mean, do the scheme driven stuff, but don't do it like. You know, I charted all the play action from last week. On don't first do it when down, it doesn't make great. sense. Yeah, don't do it on second and third. They ran play action on a third and five. Like a play, it's like what the hell? No one's falling for this. Like by the end of the game, like they were running play action before the play action even happened. The linebackers are bailing. They're ba- like they're not even like afraid. So don't do it. In stu- this team is too smart to do that against. Yeah, you play some stupid teams like the Texans, you can do it. You play this team is they execute greatly. Um, you know, they are, they are not stupid, but do do play action when it matters, you know, first and 10, second and four run the play action. Cause guess what? Their linebackers play downhill. Like they, they do play downhill. So the, really the only spot I think you can attack is one rushing the ball. Well, which I'm not, is not a given with this New York Giants team anymore. 
that middle of the field between, you know, their safety, you know, Chauncey Gardner Johnson's injured. It's kind of that middle of the field because their linebackers do, even when this not play, you know, play action, their linebackers don't play with a ton of depth. It's that middle of the field. Um, I think that's the way you got to go because right now, like, let's look at, I mean, Bradbury and Slay and Darius Slay's stats. Bradbury is giving up a 44% completion rate, 2.6 catches and, and 24 yards a game, four yards per attempt. Three interceptions. Darius Slay, 50% against him. He's giving up 2.2 catches a game, 27 and a half yards, 6.2 yards per attempt, three interceptions. Um, we've seen this matchup before. I know Darius Slay is a good corner. Bradbury, I would almost essentially avoid. But I would, the last three games, those guys have played exclusively on one side of the ball. I would, Darius Slayton's got to win versus Darius Slay. And he's done it before. Like, Darius Slay is not a corner that I, like, fear. I think he's a good corner. I don't fear him. Bradbury, it's like, he's going to bait you into something. Like, do not do not keep testing that cat. Um, but, like, if, at the end of the day, Slayton's going to have to win versus Darius Slay a few times uh, for this, this Giants offense to create some big plays. Yeah, it's a matter of how often is the Giants offense going to give Darius Slayton an opportunity to win like a you know man to man situations or you know win, win your route here that's maybe just outside of a crosser there was a comeback route that Darius Slayton caught last week and I'm like oh we haven't seen that like a comeback route on the sideline that kind of went for a 10 to 15 yard play oh that's not really something that we've seen all that often um you know and even you have you know there's there's some things that Greg Cosell has you know put put out put out this week I'm getting I'm get, I think I'm getting his name right yeah. um Greg Cosell you know the research Rick clipped it up and shared it where. You know, we're there. There's a lot of talk on Daniel Jones's processing speed, and it's not necessarily the balls that he's throwing; it's the balls that he's not throwing. I'm not really smart enough to fully analyze that. Bobby is, but you haven't been really talking about that. So um, we'll see, man. I'm not expecting it. I'm not expecting this is to be the the Darius Slayton breakout game where Darius Slayton is the is one of the main reasons why we win this game. But like you said, it's a path to victory, and if the Giants are the Giants are going to win, it's kind of what what's got to happen. Slayton, Slayton's kind of got to do what he's been doing minus the drop last week. Like Slayton's <laughs> been pretty consistently putting up numbers for you know two months now. Yeah. Um, for someone minus- who gets like for someone who gets like. Five six targets a game, <laughs> yeah, and he's making he's making the most out of them. But we've again we've seen Darius Slayton win versus yeah. Darius Slay before, like not just in one game. We've seen him do it before. Yeah. Um. And something I want to bring up too with the Giants' running game and Saquon Barkley in particular, I really did a I gotta find a positive Saquon Barkley stat. I just gotta find it and put it out because it's been a lot of negative talk recently. Um. I th- I think he deserves it. I think it's granted, but. Here's a little trend that we have on his career so far. And his career, you know, it's been three years so far. So it's a solid sample size. It's not we're just talking about one year or whatever. So in Saquon Barkley, games one through four, 4.76 yards per attempt. Awesome. Month of September. The legs are fresh. Feeling good. Good performance. Games five through eight, 4.16 yards per attempt. All right. Still averaging over four, but not fantastic. Games 9 through 12, this stretch that really we've been in, games 9 through 12, and Saquon Barkley has been bad. Well, in his career, 3.91 yards per attempt in games 9 through 12. So that, what we've seen this year, matches kind of what his career has been so far. Games 13 plus, I believe the Giants are in game 13 right now. Saquon Barkley is averaging 4.87 yards per attempt. I don't know what that means. 
I like looking at splits on Pro Football Reference, breaking things up into games, weeks, months, whatever. It's sometimes fun to look at. And I thought that was significant. For whatever reason, Saquon Barkley starts the year very well, finishes the year very well yards per attempt-wise, and the middle of the year can sometimes be doo-doo. So Saquon Barkley, finish this year strong because we need you. Yeah, and, and we need him in this game to be efficient. We don't need 30 carries on. We need him to be efficient. Um, so do you have anything else on on their defense? Um, no. And, you know, kind of how I said about, like, I'm not necessarily looking for the Giants to win this game, but I'm looking for Aziz and Kayvon to do well because this is going to be a matchup that we're going to see for years and years. We're going to see those Eagles tackles and these Giants edge rushers and these Giants interior guys. You know, Dex hopefully stays here too. We're going to see these offensive linemen and these defensive linemen go after each other. Andrew Thomas, continue to do you, man. And Evan Neal, build off of a really good game that you had last week because you're going to be seeing this Eagles team twice a year, and I don't think these talented players are kind of going anywhere. So Evan Neal, build off a good game that you had last week. Um, that would be kind of cool. I'm looking for the the cornerstone players of the franchise, which isn't that many on this Giants team right now, especially the ones that are healthy. <laughs> if you're healthy and you're and you're a guy that could be here for a few years, uh, I want to see you have a good game, even if we lose the game. Someone in the chat just said too, can someone get a sack on Lane Johnson since he since he hasn't given up a sack this year? So Aziz Ojolari, that'd be cool. Get a sack on Lane Johnson. And make it a schematic one. I want it to be a schematic one, so he gets one just like Andrew Thomas got. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's uh, let's. You know what? Actually, let's talk about SeatGeek. SeatGeek. Yeah, today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. Live events are back, which means you can get twenty dollars off tickets at SeatGeek with promo code Giants. I bet you tickets will be fairly cheap for this game. In fact, oh, yeah. I'm going to look for it right now. If you don't know what SeatGeek is, they're a ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. I've got the app on my phone. I'm currently looking at the app on my phone while I read this ad. Um, whether it's football, concerts, basketball, baseball, festivals, or more, SeatGeek puts tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying simple. SeatGeek rates every ticket from 0 to 10 uh, to make sure uh, to make sorry to make sure you are getting a good deal. Green means good. Red means bad. Red means bad. How about that? And every ticket on SeatGeek is backed by their buyer guarantee, so you can shop for tickets with confidence. That's right. You got tickets for they're as cheap as $125 right now. That's including fees, too. Mm. Should so I keep, sell my tickets? No, you shouldn't. You should go to SeatGeek and buy more tickets. Don't worry, we got the hookup. Use code Giants for twenty dollars off tickets at SeatGeek. That's twenty dollars off your first purchase with promo code Giants. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. You'll be glad you did. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, we now welcome on to the program our meteorologist Danny King. Danny, the weather might be a little messed up this weekend. What are we looking at? Yeah, so I'm I'm hearing there's a lot riding on this weather report in terms of people's enjoyment, uh, in terms of also what to wear. Uh, so I take this very seriously. This is probably my most supported weather report since the Titans game. Yeah, realistically, and so lots riding on here as I was just rocking back for right there. All right, basically weather forecast. Let's go. It's going to be overcast. And it's going to be cold. It's going to be 38 degrees, but the feel like temperature is going to be the low 30s. You're basically going to be at freezing all game long, 32, 33 degrees. 
Uh, it also says some light rain in the afternoon, so there's a chance for some some rain. It doesn't seem like it's going to be anything like heavy or crazy, but there's gonna there might be some rain in the area, so that's less like a poncho right there. You gotta bring a poncho or some or, or a rain type of jacket because if you don't, you're screwing yourself. So I'm saying you bring a rain jacket, but it's not going to be constant constant rain. So, so I I should I should go to this game. I believe you should. Yes. It will it rain during the tailgate. No, I I think I think it's going to be good in the morning, and then the showers will start later on, right? Yes, yeah, it, it says my my model says light rain starting in the afternoon. All right, then if it if the tailgate's going to be good, just fucking buckle up for the game. Bring your bring a towel to wipe down the seats. You're getting and- a free towel apparently at the game. Oh really? That's that's huge. Um, I think I read that somewhere. I could be wrong. That's huge. All right, I, I'm I'm going. I mean, there we I go. I hate it. Like I, it's funny. I was on the phone with Snacks last Sunday, and you know we were just talking about the the tie and that feel that feels like a loss, and you know how bad this Eagles game is going to be. And I literally told him, I mark my words. I said, if it's like that freezing rain where it's like forty degrees and it's raining, but it's not cold enough to snow. I said, I will not go. Lo and behold, that's exactly what it's going to be. And I'm afraid for not going. Yeah, you know, you're in that tough spot. So you really have no choice but to go. Yeah. But like this, I, 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 I lost riding on my weather report. Yeah. I'm a fraud for not not going. Mm-hmm. That's that's the correct mm-hmm. way to word that. Mm-hmm. Bobby One Foss. of my favorite things about the weather report is Danny correcting himself from saying it's saying to my model is saying. Because <laughs> it's uh, my model. <laughs> it's my model. I don't know what you're on about. Like it's saying, I mean, my model's saying, uh, <laughs> my model, so, Justin, you have to be there. Um, yeah, I'm so, going. By the way, I used to be, you know, how I always say I'd like to sit up high. I think I'm changing back to a, I like to sit down low guy. Oh, this last no. game, my vision, my vision sucked in the corner. Like, I know it's better in the middle well, of the no, field. You, my... you can't, you can't do the corner, man. You gotta, you gotta go at least 15, 20 yard line and then, you know, to the right or to the left. You gotta go midfield because the corner's bad. Don't, don't let sitting up high in the corner ruin your perception of sitting up high. Don't, don't let that happen. I don't know. But I just, when I went to that game in 2019, I sat low and it's like, I, there's like vivid things I remember. Like, I still to this day remember it was Eli Smith. Manning's last game. I well yeah and I just that remember Eli. Remember. I remember that Caden Smith catch up the seam, that Saquon Barkley cut. I remember Nick Gates pulling. Um, this game ended in a tie. You don't you don't want to remember any of it. That that was Eli Manning's last game. You want to remember a lot of things from that. Golden Tate had an insane catch. I actually went back and listened to that podcast, the recap uh, this week. I'm weird. I know. All right, let's do <laughs> trivia. All right, so like I said, I am changing it up this week uh, because I'm running out of options here because I don't want to keep repeating the same thing, even though I feel like I haven't done that Al a lot. Tree almost killed Ryan Fitzpatrick in that game. Mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick? Oh, he was a Dolphin. That is correct. He was a Dolphin. All right, uh, so change it up. Love. All right, Julian Love. Julian <laughs> Love. <laughs> this guy. Uh, like I said, we might not like this one this week, but we're going to have fun with him. Which Eagle QB or QBs, have four touchdowns in a single game against the Giants. So I'm going to list out names, and you can name one. You can name all. It's up to you. Uh, Bobby Thompson. Bobby Thompson is on the GT list. GT Bobby Thompson. Bo- Michael Vick. We love GT Bobby Thompson. Uh, Michael Vick. Nick Foles. Sam Bradford. Donovan McNabb. Randall Cunningham. And Ron Jaworski. You can name one or all of those guys. So I'm going to say McNabb. I remember – here's. That three touchdown ter- uh, Terrell Owens game. 
Did, he might that might have been his only three in that game. Oh. I'm going to say McNabb. There were so many battles. Would there. you want me to tell you how many touchdowns the number is? I can tell you that. That's no I problem. You said it's four. It's four. It's, oh, I did. I, I remember if I said that. Never mind. Ignore me. I, I'm going to say McNabb. I think there was a game that Sam Bradford cooked. I know. Us. I was going to say Sam Bradford. I'm saying McNabb and Bradford. Justin, you know, I'll, I'll I'll agree. I'll agree with Bobby. Well, you got to pick one different than me. Oh wait, how, how so? There's four QBs with four touchdowns. I think there might have been more. How many? The, I named the list of quarterbacks: Bobby Thompson, Michael Vick, Nick Foles, Sam yeah. Bradford, McNabb, Cunningham, or Jaworski. One or maybe all. One, two, three. However many quarterbacks I named may have four touchdowns. Oh, it's in all of game. them. Hmm. I don't know if Randall Cunningham ever had a four touchdown game against us. It's um, all of them. I'm gonna add Bobby Thompson to it just for GT Bobby Thompson. Where did he mm-hmm. go? Blocked us. I don't know where he went. Uh, but I didn't do anything. I, I it feel like Bobby Thompson. This is probably the first time we have ever gotten a, an answer correct that is this far back in history. He did it in Week Seven of 1953. I knew it. So I was there. Justin was there for that. The other was Donovan McNabb, of course. Uh, week one, 2004, and the final answer was, was not. It was not Sam Bradford. It was not Michael Vick. It's not all of them. It was Nick Foles. He did it in Week 15 of the 2017 season with the Eagles. Oh. oh, that was the um, that was the the Dave Gettleman said Eli still got it game, wasn't it? <laughs> I think it was. It might have been. It was around that time. It was fantastic. What a time that was, baby. But yeah, so Bobby Thompson, Nick Foles, Donovan McNabb got the job done with four touchdowns. All right, next or not next question. This is not a mailbag pod. All right, time for our fantasy draft. The order this week is this order to standings. I'm first. I had a 49 point outing last week. Just me picking second. He had a 54-point outing last week. Really good, but still only five points better than me. He's 32 points off the lead. And then Danny's 82 points off the lead. He'll be picking third. I had the first pick this week. And to me, this is easy. You can't trust Saquon anymore. And I'm, I'm just going A.J. Brown. Like Terry McLaurin did, uh, played really well, you know, had a really good game last week. Um, broken tackles were an issue for the defense last week. A.J. Brown is, is he's the, uh, he's, He's had nine touchdowns this year, uh, almost a thousand yards so far. I'm going AJ Brown with the first pick. And would have anybody went anything different with the first pick here, Justin? No, no. All right, Justin, you have the second pick. All right, I'm between three guys here, different because I'm usually between two. You should only be between two here, I think. Maybe um, three. Well, I, I am between. I am in between three. I'm gonna go with Miles Sanders. Because oh. if if the weather's bad, oh, Eagles may yeah. not throw, and and also if the Eagles are ahead, which I am thinking that the Eagles are gonna you know get off to a good start and they're gonna be ahead in this game, then it may be a heavy Miles Sanders game. So um, he, and he actually does score touchdowns this year, which is awesome for the Eagles. So give me Miles Sanders. Yeah, this it used to be a, a no touchdown getter. He's gonna like he's gonna break a thousand yards this week probably. Um. Danny, you have back-to-back picks. <sighs> I hate this week. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Saquon still. I just have to. He's sitting there. I'm just not gonna let it slip by me. Yeah, you I wasn't. Take and I, and I wasn't picking an eagle first. That'd be bad guy move right there. My next pick will be Devontae Smith. I didn't expect him to be here. Just his logic made sense about why he didn't pick him here with the whole Miles Sanders thing. But Devontae Smith, I mean, that's just a fun wide receiver room. And with the Giants' situation at corner, only one of our top corners, who I will talk about later, uh, will be 
uh, able to we'll guard AJ Brown or you. I hate you. Uh, Devontae uh, Devontae Smith or AJ Brown, and so it's just one or the other. And which one's going to score more touchdowns? So Devontae Smith and Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I mean he has the same amount of catches as the first overall pick, AJ Brown. So Justin, your second pick. Do you remember that I made a very wild and unconventional pick during our last Eagles fantasy draft? And everybody's like, what are you doing? But it Was worked. it Boston Scott? I'm going to take Boston Scott. <laughs> All right, yeah, I mean. I was going to take Boston Scott with my third round pick. Nope, I'm Look, taking it I now. Ha- I have the numbers on it. Boston Scott versus he's played 55 games in his career. And the 49 games not versus the Giants, he averages 22 yards per game, has seven total touchdowns. He's going to get him In mad. six games versus the Giants, he has 91 yards per game, eight total touchdowns. He's had a touchdown in every game versus the Giants. He had the three-touchdown game man. in end of 2019. He had the game-winning touchdown catch, which is like a perfect throw and catch over Jabril Peppers in that Thursday night football game where Evan dropped it. Last year, he got in there. He did have a fumble, though, in that first game last year. But, yeah, Boston Scott, like... He legitimately owns us, so I you can, it's it's kind of a stupid pick, but it's not. Nope, nope, it's not because I mean, you just bet on what he usually does against us. That's basically what it is. Yeah, it's one of those like those stupid picks that's like it's well, guess what? It always pays off. Like you know, you're you're not betting against history. So Boston Scott, the fifth overall pick. All right, so that makes it. So my second pick is easy. I'm going to go Darius Slayton, obviously. Mm-hmm. Giants number one wide receiver. They're only like good wide receiver on the team. Drop that key pass. And so, like I talked about, the Giants need to get passes over the middle to win in this game. Oh, no, you're not going to do it, are you? And there's two guys who are like, okay, they line up not on the outside. Um, I'm going to go Daniel Bellinger. I was thinking about Richie James, but I'm going to go Daniel Bellinger. I think he's going to get involved. Like he's good. He's just there. He's a he's a solid tight end. Um, and obviously they're clear number one. So I'm going to go Belly in his second game back. Um, so, Justin, what's your third pick? I'm going to go Isaiah Hodgins. Did you t- see the Fireside Giants graphic of Isaiah Hodgins over four games? Yeah, it was very, very good. Like, fantastic. Like, Isaiah Hodgins is on a record-breaking pace over the last four weeks, and Fireside Giants decided to make a graphic, uh, conveniently tagging like- him. 134 yards, one touchdown, and then very little in parentheses over four games. Mm. Just very yeah. funny graphic. Yeah, not not begging for a wee for a, a wee tweet. Wee tweet. But yep. so you're not, all right. I I kind of disagree with this pick though, Justin. Okay, I don't. All right, Danny, go for it. What do you got? I'm really mad he did this because uh, I was hoping he would get I would get Isaiah Hodges. So this week I'm gonna be stuck with. Uh, not stuck with. No, I am stuck with because I'm not a fan of this guy. I will be taking uh, Richie James right here uh, because I mean Richie James is going to get targets, and if it becomes a pass-heavy game, Richie James is going to get those targets at the end of the day. And then Richie James should have been the pick, I believe, over Hodgins. And then I don't know where to go from here. Actually, I do. I do. I completely lied to you. I lied straight to your face. I was made a really dumb pick right there. Luckily, I did. You might think it's dumb. I'm going Quez Watkins. No, that's the right pick here. Uh, he's just good points. Uh, I mean, he, the, the past, like, what, four weeks, five weeks, he's been consistent. Four points, 10 points, 11 points, 12 points, 8 points. So I'm just going to bet on the production here. And he's projected to boom. He's projected to boom. And he's boomed in three of his eight games. All right, Justin, your final pick. 
Uh, my final pick will be... I mean, I, I didn't even look at what he's doing stat-wise, but um, I'll go Stoll. Jack Stoll. I mean, he's their, number, he's their starting tight end. So yeah, like, I, I don't know what he's doing, but I mean, starting tight end at this point, left final round, I'll, I'll take that. So I mean, you're taking him 11th. He was 11th on my big board, so... It's the rare, like, the, I get the 12th guy on my big board at the 12th pick. Usually, like, there's someone left over. Uh, but the neck injury to Saquon makes this a little more doable. I'm going to go Matt Breida. You know, I, I, the backup tight end situation with the Giants. I mean, Lawrence Cager didn't play last week. They put Nick Vanette out there. I don't, you know, appreciate Nick Vanette. Chris Myrick's kind of like a one-catch-every-other-game type guy. Um, so, I'm going to go Matt Breida. Simple as that. All right, to recap, I have A.J. Brown, Darius Slayton, Daniel Bellinger, and Matt Breida. Justin has Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Isaiah Hodges, and Jack Stahl. I kind of hate Justin's lineup. Danny, Saquon Barkley, Devontae Smith, Richie James, and Quez Watkins. Um, if Justin wins this week, it's going to be an upset. I'm just going to say it. All right, time for Giant Factors where we pick our X Factor for the team. I, we talked about him a lot in the beginning of the show. Fabian Moreau. Like I, th- you're going to be lined up on the best player on their team, AJ Brown. Uh you like we're going to need you to be good. Like I, th- I think they're going to have to trust you to win one on one versus that guy. And guess what? Does AJ Brown going to kill you with separation? Sometimes, but they he he makes his big plays through the catch point. So I am going to go Fabian Moreau. Like you got to make plays at the catch point. Do not let AJ Brown moss you and make you look dumb. Fabian Moreau, you are my giant factor for Week 14 versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Justin, who is your giant factor? I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley, man. Uh, I know uh, you know, it's a little bit of a cop-out, but I gave you those stats during the first half of the show about his, uh, his game splits. When he starts the year, his yards per attempt is very good. In the middle of the year, the yards per attempt is bad. We are officially stemming out of the point where we are in the middle of the year. We are in the month of December. We're getting knee-deep into it. Uh, and Saquon Barkley throughout his entire career from games 13 and on has the highest yards per attempt over any span of games, a grouping of games um, in his entire career. So games 13 and nine, Saquon Barkley averaging 4.1 yards per yards per attempt. We got to see it. If the Giants have a path to victory, it's going to have to be Saquon Barkley averaging close to, if not over five yards per attempt. Saquon Barkley, you're my giant factor. Danny, who is your giant factor? Who will be my giant factor? Yeah, Bobby screwed you there. Yeah, he did. I mean, I'm not surprised because Fabian Mon- Monroe is a very key aspect Monroe to this. Team. Monroe, I, I've heard so many. <laughs> Marilyn. Marilyn Monroe, 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 who knows what it is. But I'm looking at it. This week, I'm going to go with the guy. I'm going I'm to go with Darnay Holmes if he's healthy. Sure. I think the slot corner, we, we're struggling at corner position right now, obviously. I don't know. Obviously, Darnay Holmes was not there last week. Zion Gilbert filled it nicely. If it's Zion Gilbert again, I believe it'll be another great font, uh, great addition to the slot cornerback position, but it's probably going to be Darnay Holmes based off what I, I read. Mean, Zion Gilbert did give up the game-winning touchdown. He did give up the game-winning touchdown, but he almost had the game-winning game-sealing interception, or he was one of those guys that had the game-sealing interception. It doesn't matter. Dar- Darnay Holmes. Um, obviously, A.J. Brown's going to be good. Uh, Devontae Smith's also going to be good. Don't allow Quez Watkins to go off. Even though I have him on my fantasy team, don't let him go off. Please try and limit the weapons Jalen Hurts is able to utilize this week. If we could trust on our offensive line to hold up Miles Sanders for as long as possible and we force Jalen Hurts to throw the ball, it could lead to dumb mistakes to happen. And I, 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 I like Darnay Holmes. I think maybe he can 
uh, expose Jalen Hurts a little bit here. Wink could expose Jalen Hurts, and Darnay Holmes could take advantage of that. So Darnay Holmes, just have a game. Any corner have a game. Fabian, Zion, anyone. Cordell, anyone. Please, anyone. Speaking of Darnay Holmes being exposed, do you, you think he's going to have another – like uh, Packers game. You think he's gonna have another getting whacked off on the sideline? I mean, game? if 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 it gets him in the right mood, Dude, you gotta do what you gotta do. I I, I saw he. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do to get the boys ready, and if that means you, you gotta do that on the sideline, I mean, getting a, hey, getting a rub and tug, yeah. you gotta get a rub and tug on the sideline to get ready to go back out there. You gotta do what you gotta do. It's so funny that they, so we found out like. Just through our own dealings, and Darnay is very much about like branding business and stuff. Oh, that like when the when that video went out, it's like Darnay didn't say anything, and then I can't remember he did like some type of like he made an NFT, I think. Yeah, he did some type of branding off of it, like some way Impressive. to try and make money off of it. See if I can. And I respect it. He tweets a lot, so I or retweets a lot, so. Tough. I do legitimately believe he, he he made an NFT. He was like, hey, guys, I'm going to make an NFT. I was like, you're going to make Yeah, he said, work. y'all need to chill. That tent was, wasn't available. Everyone's having so much fun with this vid, so I decided to team up with Memento NFT and turn it into an NFT. Going to give away some signed balls. I bought 50 of them. Some live streams, too. Looked like someone was signing his balls. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about draft talk about, Yeah. No. Um, no, no, no! Shut your mouth! Shut your oh. mouth! Shut your mouth! Shut your mouth! Shut up, Nancy! <laughs> the f- you know what the funny thing about this, the parents and stepbrothers' names are Robert and Nancy. Those are my parents' names, Robert and Nancy. Wow! Wow! Look at um, that. Spread picks. We got a tie at the top. I went four and four last week. Justin went two and six. We are tied at the top at forty-six and fifty-three. Danny went three and five. He's a game back, forty-five and fifty-four. And the listeners, a couple good weeks they put together. Five and three last week. They are forty-four and fifty-five. So this is anybody's week. Um, Danny, who are these picks brought to us by, though? I mean, while I'm not very sharp this year, DraftKings Sportsbook is always sharp because, as always, our draft picks, our spread picks, are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and they are my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. You may ask why, because the same game parlays, easy and fast play-up, player prop options, etc. They got everything. They got everything you want when you're using a sportsbook app, and that's why I use DraftKings. Right now, customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $100, $150 in free bets. I stingy of $50 right there. $150 in free bets if they do. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same gay game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same, same game parlay. Yeah, I, I think I did say that. I don't know why I said that, but I did. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win player props totals and more the more you add the bigger the boost the bigger your shot to win big bobby just are you guys legally allowed to say like you're against the spread picks this week in the is that allowed are we, you guys can, can you comment on that i mean I'll, I'll i'll let you know what they are when they come all right uh but you should check that out what, what's the stands on that right now y'all do is who's going to, <laughs> Bob, are you going bobby to and I are it's good that danny was not listening to me two minutes ago Okay, that's fantastic. Myself uh, and Justin are first place. You're a game. No, back, I'm, talking the, I'm, ta- no I'm talking no, the. I'm talking the the Super Bowl the Super Bowl thing. thing. That we're in. Oh, okay. Glad you're not listening to me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly I wasn't. I was putting together the Thursday night football uh, pick tweet. Um, J- Jake is killing it, which is so frustrating. Yeah, we're, we're and Bobby yeah. and I are both dookie. Well, so the thing is, is I'm just going to pick against Jake for the next five weeks, and hopefully, hopefully he goes on a losing streak, and that's. That's literally my only path of victory is Jake going on a losing streak. I'm picking the opposite of him going forward. 
Well, be like Jake and go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game. Again, $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code JOHNBOY, J-O-M-B-O-Y. I'm just going to keep saying that every time. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Thursday Night Football. We got a great game. A great game this week. We got... The Raiders at the Rams plus six and a half. I'm really hoping we get Baker Mayfield. We're you know you know what we're getting Baker Mayfield prime time the next week. He's on Monday Night Football. Um, the listeners represented by Max Mooney are going Raiders minus six and a half. The Rams suck so bad. Like go look at their depth chart. They they are truly horrible. So I'm going Raiders minus six and a half as well. Justin, you are first place, tied with me. Who are you going? Yeah, I'm also gonna. I'm Come gonna, on, I'm gonna agree with you there, man. I'm gonna agree with you there. I've had like two, two and six weeks back to back, and I'm still in first place. So I just gotta, I, I, I gotta, I gotta go with my gut. All right, Danny, what are you going? I mean, whether it's Baker, who's just got to the team, or John Wolford, who is not very good, the, the Raiders are just gonna win this game. It's or they will win, they will cover, they will do all the things they need to do. I'm going to love putting out a tweet that's saying, with all of our records below 500, and us all picking Raiders minus 6.5. Here mm. we go. Here come you, the comments. You can pick the Rams. I already wrote, I already wrote it down. I can't. Mm, mm-hmm. All right. Next game. Vikings at Lions minus 2. The Lions are favored against a team that's lost two games the entire season. That's kind of shocking. Um Danny, who are you going in this one? I mean, like the Lions are a fun team. Like they're 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 gritty and they're biting people's kneecaps. But the Vikings are good, and this just this just feels like it's free money right now to me. So give me the Minnesota Vikings plus two. Here's the thing, though. The Lions are kind of good too now. Like yeah. the only loss like the last month has been to the Bills on Thanksgiving, like which was like a, they almost won that game, like. I th- I think the Lions are going to win this game. Like I think everyone's going everyone like you look at this and like wow the Lions are favored. Um but like I I'm picking the Lions minus 2. Justin, who do you got? I'll be different. Vikings. Well, you're not being different because the listeners I, I, my Vikings too and so did Danny. Well, I'm being different from you. That's, uh, that's fair. Fair point. That's true. Um Jets at Bills minus nine and a half. Now this is those that line that's like that's too big, where it's like uh you know is it a sucker bet? But I'm going I I am going Jets plus nine and a half on this. They're just they're too talented of a team to lose by. I think ten. I guess ten points isn't that much. It can happen at the, in the last second. But Bills lost Valen Miller. I, I I'm going Jets plus nine and a half. Justin, what do you got? Jets plus nine and a half. I need Bam Knight and Corey Davis to do well because I'm in a big fantasy matchup this week. And those were two waiver wire additions I needed to make because week 14 buys are a thing. <laughs> Danny, who do you got? I, I'm going to the Jets as well. They're fun. I, I know my whole Clean thing was sweep. like circle the wagons, there too. but the Jets are good. Jets are fun. Listeners are going are going there too. All right. Panthers at Seahawks minus three and a half. Like, why? Why'd you put this game on here? One, the Seahawks are very much playoff implications for the New York Giants. But do you know what bowl this is? It's the Ben McAdoo and Geno Smith Bowl. It's the Ben McAdoo versus Geno Smith Bowl. 
I'm going to go Panthers plus three and a half. Seahawks have been kind of tails. You know, you know, they've been, they've not been great lately. Uh, and I think the Panthers are just one of those teams that are scrappy. Sam Darnold has been their best quarterback. They cut Baker Mayfield, makes the locker room a little happier. I'm going Panthers plus three and a half. Listeners are going Seahawks minus three and a half. Danny, who are you going? Yeah, I agree with you. The Seahawks have not been that good recently. Uh, and as much as I hate that loser with that better looking head of hair that he has I hate now. both those losers. So I hate, it's not like a, you know. I mean, his hair is looking better now because there's no gel. And so maybe I need to reevaluate my life. Uh, but Ben McAdoo, maybe he can um, have the def- Panthers defense give him a little knowledge about Geno Smith because he thought he was the future. Maybe he was right in a way, but not for the right team. Justin, who are you going with, Geno or, or McAdoo? This game's in Seattle. Give me the Seahawks, minus three and a half. All righty then. Uh, we're only doing seven games this week. That's how bad the slate was at some points. Bucks at 49ers, minus three and a half. The 49ers are favored with a rookie, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Hurdy. Or Brock Purdy, the quarterback. Out of where? Out of where? Oh, wait. Danny? Damn it, Come on, guys. We were all oh, sitting it- together when this pick was made. I said, remember, like, you ought to remember who Mr. Relevant is. I thought I saw him at Barstool LSU. Am Mm. I correct? No, Iowa State. He was on the Charlie Kohler. Oh, wait, yeah. It was, oh, it was ISU, not not LSU. Brock Purdy. All right, so who who are you guys going with? Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, six-round pick, or do we find the next late, like, great pick at quarterback in Brock Purdy, Justin? This is tough. Give me the 49. Yeah, yeah. Give me the 49ers. I'm going Bucks. Like I'm so, I, <laughs> I know everyone's like, oh, Brock Purdy. No, sorry. I don't care how much of a leader he is and how aggressive he is. I'm going Bucks plus three and a half. I just don't believe in the Bucks, And I think the 49ers are much better coached. And their team is just so much better than the Bucks. Yeah, that is true, but. It's Tom Brady versus Brock Purdy. Yeah, and it's a and you know they they only have to lose by three points for it to be a win. Listeners are going with you as well, Justin. Danny, who are you going with? Brock Purdy has a uh, very fun nickname. Now I'm not going to say it on here because it's very inappropriate. But how inappropriate? Very. Say it. Well, it's big, blank Brock. You can guess. I what. feel like that nickname's overused now. You can't just. Not I everyone mean, can it, be it, a big it, D. It, I mean, apparently that's the nickname. That's not apparently. That is the nickname, and I'm not betting against a guy with that nickname. Mr. Irrelevant is going to go out there, dominate the box. He's going to be the greatest thing. It's going to be all over talk shows. Is Brock Purdy the next uh, Jimmy G. St- Steve Young, Jimmy G, the greatest quarterbacks ever exist? Give me the 49ers. Wow. Wow. Who would have thought that a- Mr. Irrelevant starting his first game and three people picked him to, to cover the spread? Dolphin. This is the game of the week. Dolphins at Chargers plus three and a half. Excited. This is the Emmanuel Ocho. Give him as much attention. Blue checks. You dummies. You are feeding into him. Stop giving him the attention, dummies. He's clearly <laughs> doing it for attention. Chargers plus three and a half. That being said, I am going Chargers plus three and a half. The Chargers, even if they lose this game, will lose only by a field goal. Um, yeah, I got Chargers plus three and a half. Danny, who do you got? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. I, I think they got the talent to beat the beat the Chargers by more than three points, and uh, just establish themselves as like one of the top teams in the AFC. The first two starts of Mike Glennon for the New York Giants were versus who? 
Mike Lennon. Well, I know yeah. one was the Dolphins. I can guarantee one was the Dolphins. And, 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 and I'm guessing the, the other Chargers. was the Chargers. And then the Chargers. I, Which when I tell you, the Chargers legit- as well. Justin, who are you going? Danny, what were you going to say? I, I was going to say I was legitimately thinking who the other opponent was, but I like my tiny little brain's like, yo, idiot, is the is Dude, the I had Chargers. someone tweet me today, guys, or maybe two days ago. Guys, when when we were talking about being aggressive, and they're like, "Yeah, remember when we all wanted Freddie Kitchens to be aggressive, and then he was for one game, and then it went away." I was like, "Yeah, do you remember that we had fucking Mike Lennon and Jake Fromm playing after the sec for the second game and going forward?" Screwed. It's like let's not be that dense. Uh, who do you got, Justin? Dolphins. All right, and then the last game: Patriots at Cardinals plus one. They've let me down a couple times, but I. I'm 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 stubborn. I'm I'm going Patriots minus one. I'm on the Patriots in this defense. Agreed. Danny. I mean, I watch Hard Knocks. Cardinals are in shambles. And it's the second half, so yeah, give me the Patriots. Yeah, like how how is that without going into like the it's, whole combo? It's not as good because they don't got like really good personalities. They got like a good coach here and there, but it's 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 the last year's was better. So like, should I binge it? No. Yes. I, no, no, no. Binge it. it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Okay. Is, is Marcus Golden on it? Yeah, he has made an appearance in a background. Awesome. All right. That's it. Listeners, this queen's clean, queen sleep. Clean sweep. What What a day to mess up words. We, we tweet... We Danny tweet. said. Danny said. What did you said? I I I said same same gay, same gay parlay. Same gay parlays. And yeah, we should like do. You know how like they ask us maybe to make like special parlays to put on the app, and we could we should just make it <laughs> Danny's gay parlay. <laughs> uh, my bad. Right. My bad. Draft case. predictions for for this game. We got Giants versus Eagles. Danny, what is your score prediction? Justin, I hope you and David had a great time in the game. I hope you do. It's good. Thanks. Uh, but uh, they're not going to win. Uh, the Giants are going to lose this week. Uh, the Eagles are probably going to go 34 points on us. We're probably going to score 17. 17. I'm feeling generous this week with the New York Giants. No, I take that back. 13. 31-13. Justin. 27-13. Eagles win. I feel dirty doing it. I really do. And I know it goes against everything I, I preach and I believe about being realistic, but I am going Giants 77 equals zero. Um, the 2-0 game, it's, I don't want to break it out this year. I don't. I forgot. This is a game. I'm serious. You pull up this upset. I don't care if it's fluky, blah, 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 whatever. You pull up this upset, dude, and it just, it seriously changes everything. It really does. And you lose this game and it just continues to, you know, down spiral. Like, this is a game where you can get a lot of people back on your side. You go up a full game on the Commanders going into that Sunday night football game. We need a Giants 77, Eagles 0 game. We need it. We need it. So go out there in the rain. We need some funky stuff to happen. We need wink to wink, and we need DJ to be his best. So we appreciate you guys. Let's go, Giants. We'll see, we'll see you uh, on Monday after the game. Until then, let's go Big Blue. <laughs>